Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Season's greetings, right? Okay, and happy holidays. Whatever you guys celebrate, it is time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I know you guys are feeling this music. Let's just like, mm, So, you know, you guys just tuned in. This is another one of those episodes where we're going to discuss all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. You guys, it's me, D'Angelo, and you are here with me and my thoughts today. I know it's been a little while since I have dropped one of these on you guys, but I didn't have a uh, guest this week. I had nothing else really planned, and then I was like, you know what? We're not going to pull anybody in. It's just going to be me, you, the space between us, and your ears. Okay. And the space between your ears, I would hope. But, you know, we're going to get into a few different discussions. We're going to talk about Wednesday. We're going to talk about the Wednesday, the series on Netflix. We're going to talk about White Lotus 2, Child. The Santa Clauses, which, hello, it's the holidays, and Tim Allen is back. And we know we like those movies in the past. And then we're also going to discuss some gay things, like some RuPaul's Drag Race, some Dragula Titans. And who knows where else we are going to drop ourselves off. But, Hello. Hello. So I hope you guys are all doing really, really well. It is the holiday season. And I know that, you know, in the past I've been, you know, I've been talking that, yes, we're so happy that it's the holiday season. But I know some of you guys do look at it, you know, with a little bit of like, ugh, I can't take the holidays. And I feel yeah. But you know what? That song that we just played a moment ago was pretty cute, right? And so I know that just kind of gets you like a little bit warm and toasty inside. And hopefully you guys are imbibing with something that's nice and warm and toasty if you are not driving. But other than that, let's get into some of this stuff so this past weekend i was in la i went up for a barracuda it was calling in thick was the theme i know matt he like comes up with these things and i'm like okay i'm in so but i usually like doing this december when it's been a long time since i've been up to uh, la so it was just like a nice little return back into precinct and the old haunts and it was just it was cute um i was drinking yellow red bull like no tomorrow just to keep myself up and just like feeling the vibes i did have like a uh i was doing my tequila shots did a couple patron shots wasn't really feeling all crazy but it just kind of got me there and was dancing my little butt off and thank you guys all for coming out and thank you for tipping whoever did because it was a cute night and then on my way home okay y'all when it rains in southern california it is like ridiculous number one we don't know how to handle it here anymore and i grew up in like the midwest and i should know how to handle inclement weather and like rain and snow sleet hail i should be like the me the the freaking you know mailman you know what i mean i come through all seasons but this was like ridiculous rain it was coming from the side and it took me over an hour to get from downtown to like like long beach okay you guys that should not take that long that's maybe 30 minutes at tops and i had seen like a bunch of accidents on the side of the street and like and as i was like driving down the highways and it was like oh one two three three accidents i was like nope call me i'm, I'm out so i ended up staying at like a little 
motel on the side, you know, one of those kind of things. It was not that scary. It was actually kind of cute. I did do my research. So, like, I pulled off, went into, like, a gas station parking lot, and then, like, looked through reviews and was looking at pictures and things like that. And I was like, okay, this is my one. So, it was, like, a little Best Western situation. Very chic. Very whatever. Um, But it was a cute night. So, that was my, like, my weekend, basically. That, and then I, you know, we had our Christmas party here. We do our, like, nice little holiday party. I call it the Christmas party. And I think I could... I think I can call it that because I do celebrate Christmas, guys. So I'm going to sit there and be like, oh, it's my seasonal Yule party. Ugh. You guys, people who celebrate Yule, and if you're listening to this and you celebrate Yule, I'm very, okay, go for it. Solstice, go for it. Celebrate the year. Do what you need to do. But don't make me eat crazy stuff at your Yule celebration so i have done this a couple times where i went to people's homes and it's you know what somebody that is like really into like organic eating or vegan or no salt no sugar no nothing and so we went over i already knew that like it was like okay what is the situation gonna be with the food and there was like no real like meat products what they did have just was not appealing to me um I don't even remember the whole entire thing, but I remember trying to find solace in the salad. You know what I mean? Because the salad should be something that's like, it's easy. It's salad. How do you fuck up salad? It's lettuce. It's some vegetables and a dressing. And a lot of times, if you were having people in your home, put the dressing on the side or you say, hey, do you like a balsamic? We're going to put, we're going to toss the whole salad. And then you can say yes or no, blah, blah, blah. But this situation, so I'm thinking, okay, where is my salad? Where is my piece of the meal that I'm going to enjoy? Because I already know that this Yule meal is not going to be like throwing down at a proper Puerto Rican Christmas party or the Italian Christmas Eve leaves that we celebrate with my partner. This situation she had, there was a couple pieces of arugula in this bowl. Some persimmons, some green tomatoes, and a bunch of pomegranate seeds. Y'all, this was not a salad. Like, I don't know what you call that, but it is not a salad. That is, persimmons is not something that it's like, hmm, I would really like to eat a persimmons today. And if you are that person, go with God and go with yourself and know that you are better than all of us. But it's just not for me. So that was the Yule celebration that I've experienced. But anyways, back into my whole thing. So I did have our little, we have our holiday house party. That's what we call it. And we collect toys. This year we collected toys for the uh, Vista Hill uh, Foundation here in San Diego and um, collected a bunch. I don't even know what the final count was because they, their crew was quick. Like it was like cookie, like the, it was 10 o'clock. They had everything loaded and they were out the door. And it doesn't always work that way when we do these toy drives. Sometimes the toys are like sitting here for like, four or five days but they were just like get them out get them get them through get them inventoried we're gonna get these given away so it was great it was cute it was everything um but i would say that you know it's like one of those things too that like i always put myself through everything for this holiday house party and this year it was kind of nice because I did a lot of pre-planning, you guys. When you guys pre-plan, who knew? I know, I party plan. And I never plan for myself the same way that I do my clients. And this year, I treated myself like a client. So I had everything in on time. All of my vendors had credit card numbers already on file. So it was just like, 
let's go. So we were spent, we were in Orlando like Tuesday through Thursday last week because I was there for like an hour long meeting, but it was very, very productive and I cannot wait to be back because I'm going to be in Orlando again in January for private client. Um, and they're so good. I freaking love this client. I wish I had like 20 more of them because they're just easy. They let me do what I want. I have like two clients who do that for, do that with me and it is the best in the world so if i can get a few more of those work would be truly a delight but right now we were out there we came back we came back and all my stuff was delivered because i had somebody here at the house to receive the next day i just had everything i just rolled it all out it took me like two hours to set up the party in the backyard then the rest of my vendors showed up i had my staff come through like we pay cleaning people and all that sort of i mean like so guys when you're organized things really do work out for you. <laughs> okay. That's, I know there's just like, okay, I'm, I'm rambling now. So it's free program, whatever. Okay. So we did that. We had like donuts and all my friends here and like we had donut makers in the backyard. We had ice cream pops in the backyard. We had taco people in the backyard and lots of heaters and everybody was toasty and it was great. And so, and nobody has reported back to say that they were sick because last time I threw a party here, somebody was like, I have COVID two days later. And then everybody's like checking themselves for days. So this situation was perfect. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I love this time of year. And so, and it's kind of like the kickoff and this year is feeling a little bit different. And I wouldn't say that I am immune to the seasonal depression that comes around at this time of year. I realized too that, you know, Oh, I am kind of like in a little bit of a morning state. So, and some of the things that I normally watch or that I watched last year for like my holiday fair, because, you know, we're talking about the Santa Clauses later, but like, um, I haven't been like really into doing like the whole harm hallmark thing this year. And I think a little bit of it is because I'm kind of missing my old dog. So I know I know I'm bringing it down, whatever. And this is like the one tar part that we're going to get like really, really real. And then we're going to get like get off the rails in a moment. But like, you know, so Lucy, she passed away last year right after Christmas and, you know, took a couple months and then we got an opportunity to get these new dogs. But like, you know, um, we gave ourselves a proper healing, I think, but at the same time, you know how loss is that you never truly are like done. Grief comes in waves. And so, and I've been kind of feeling it like a little bit this, this, this past like couple weeks. And so, um, if you were going through that kind of a thing, I would just say like, give yourself a minute to feel your feelings, get them through, push them through. And then this way you can work beyond them and you can like, you know, but feel it, let yourself feel it all. And then let yourself get back out of that, like that little hole, you know what I mean? Like whatever you're putting yourself into, you know, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of differences that are going to be happening this year in our own family. You know, as I alluded to last week, you know, this year, my Christmas is going to be very different. Usually I'm like jet setting and I'm here and there and I'm hitting all four corners of the United States. And this year I'm just going to Florida um, with my partner. His 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 uh, his his father passed away this past year. So Christmas is going to be completely different. So we're going to go and do that. Um, oh, my God, y'all prices right now for hotel rooms in like Fort Lauderdale, Miami and anywhere out there. It is out freaking 
outrageous okay you guys like so if you are planning on going somewhere make sure you guys book it now because it is getting crazy expensive with hotel rooms so this is our first time we actually got a little property off of vrbo i know like the snootier version of airbnb um and i will report back and i will let you guys know because we're going to be heading out there next week for our little christmas vacay and our little break and um I'm excited. You know, we're staying at this condo and it looks great. The pictures look good. It has great reviews and whatnot. And so, um, I don't know, new experiences. It's going to be something different. We have somebody staying here at the house. Hello, Lily. Hope you're listening. I love you. Thank you guys for watching the dogs and watching the house. Um, <laughs> Lily, friend of the pod. She's been on the pod before, but she's going to be here at the house babysitting the doggies. So we're going to be out of town. And I do feel completely guilty for not taking them because I am totally the pet parent who travels with their babies. But Rose is not trained yet uh, to be a service dog. And so we want to train her in that way. So this way she can travel the proper way. And then my little Sadie is small enough to fit underneath the seat, but we can't separate them for nine days like that. So we're leaving them here at home with some friends and we're going to go. So we kind of have like a, a daddy's vacation out in, you know, in North Miami beach over there in Fort Lauderdale. So I'm excited. Um, it's going to be fun. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to a little bit of time off and this is like, I've decided this today consciously was like, I'm going to actually take a break this year. Cause I never take a break. I never fully like let my mind like atrophy. <laughs> like I've like, I've let everything just like happen. Like I want to be walking around Miami for a full day. Like one of those walking dead things, you know, like, you know what I mean? Just like kind of like out of my head, not because I'm like drugged out or anything, but just because I am like in a state of like, I've had so much good food. Okay. Cause you know, we, we get down there. The first meal we have is something Cuban and most likely like Las Vegas, one of the Cuban places because it's good girl. That's why. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. So we're gonna be taking a Christmas little vacay, little break. So if you are in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manor's that situation, hit me up, get in my DMs. Let me know what's going on. Where are the cool haunts? What's what are the cool kids doing these days? <laughs> um, I kind of want to go experience a palace uh, in Miami. I want to experience one of their drag brunches because I never have. You know when they're doing the flips on the tables and jumping on buses and shit like that. Like I've never experienced it. So that's some, one of those things that I think I want to try to consciously like go out and go see. So we'll see how that all goes. But um, speaking of vacaciones, that's vacation for all of you people who do not have a second language. Um, Let's talk about White Lotus. You guys, it was so good. White Lotus was so good. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Okay, because the thing is, is like, I don't know about you guys, but like when I watch when I watch White Lotus, I feel like I was more cultured and smarter <laughs> and a little bit more like chic, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like a little bit more tutu, you know? Um, and it's just the whole atmosphere that Mike White creates, you know, the, the producer, director and writer of the whole situation. So here we go. Jennifer Coolidge, guys. The goddess, Tanya McQuaid. She's no longer with us. Um... Now, I've seen reports here and like, you know, Mike White was, you know, he didn't let her die at the hand of somebody else, which is great. You know what I mean? Like if you watch a little 
the little uh, sit down they have the little post symposium situations they have with like the with the filmmaker at the end of the at the end of the credits um you know mike white goes to say you know like it was, it was a badass scene where she like went running and she got that bag you know um if you watch white lotus then please like just forward ahead for like five minutes because i'm gonna just talk about this but i don't want to have to like go back and explain everything but when jennifer coolidge has her little character she's on that yacht and the bad guy gets on the assassin so to speak with all the gays these gays are trying to murder me um do you speak do you speak english no these gays capiche um <laughs> so tanya she's like stuck on this boat and she knows these guys are going to try to kill her and she grabs the bag that has like rope tape and a gun <laughs> like it's like one one nightmare after the next it like heightens and heightens you know she pulls out the tape and oh my god pulls out the rope oh god and then all of a sudden there's a gun and then there's like banging on the door and then she just she does what my aunt my titi cynthia used to say like pick up the first thing you can use as a weapon and then you just start swinging you know what i mean like if you were in a situation that would be like if you were like on the bus with a bigger bully if you were on the subway like you grab a pencil and you just start swinging well <laughs> that's what jennifer coolidge's character did was she just started pulling that clip and she was just bang 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 and she took them all out she took out all the assassins all the gay assassins beautiful but then you know instead of walking down the damn steps to the back of the boat she tries to jump off the boat into the smaller boat and it's girl come on you know so you know i think now we're all like there's a lot of like people who are online who are trying to justify the death and they're also trying to like go back and like well maybe if they like shot it this way and that she can come back next season and blah 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 and it sucks you know and mike white you know he now like there's like articles coming out that where he re he was watching with jennifer coolidge and they were like laughing and then all of a sudden her attitude changed and she's like heartbroken and in tears because like this character she has to say goodbye to and then he's realizing, oh, no, I fucked up. You know what I mean? It's that whole situation. So, um, but she went out like a G. So, I mean, there's the, there's that piece. You know, at the end, there was the comical, like, falling off the boat and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I, I just posted a meme, too, and it was, like, of Portia, you know, Haley Lou Richardson. She's, <laughs> it just says on the front of it, it just says, it should have been her. And yeah, I do feel that way, you guys. Like it should have been Portia. She went off with that boy who was fucking his uncle, who we realized later on isn't really his uncle, but you know, gave her pay and whatnot. Um, what a position too that he had him on the bed. Like, perfect, get it. Anyways, um <laughs> But uh the Portia character just you just gotta clown her for those clothes. I mean, girl. So just completely, you know out of her league okay let's talk a little bit about the um the couples okay so we had cameron and daphne and then we had harper and ethan okay so harper is audrey plaza cameron's theo james will sharp is ethan and megan fahey who is going to be the biggest star in the world is daphne um let's talk about daphne guys this woman can act the way that she just when he when Ethan comes and tells her that his wife and her husband have supposedly they might have done something and the look on her face she plays 150 different emotions in like 
45 seconds and you just see the revelation hit her boom blah, blah blah and then she decides she's going to move on from it and when she says that she's not going to be a victim of life like baller okay so daphne is maybe the character i want to see maybe daphne and aubrey that would be so much fun if daphne and harper if aubrey's in and if those two girls they went off and you know if they were on the next vacation together but you know harper fucked that up if she did end up cussing the boy or did more with 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 cameron but the way that she just plays that off and i think also you know she's not going to let life make her a victim and um so like are those kids theo james's kids you know are they cameron's children you know when she's like oh let me show you a picture of my of my boyfriend you know blonde hair blue eyes and all of a sudden we see blonde hair blue eyes and it's our kids and it was like that weird like oh oh girl okay dan so you know it's just um i don't know it's it's such a good show the ethan and I, i felt like harper was really like fucking with ethan like when she you know, went and did shots on the beach with him and then went back up to go get a hat, you know, and she said, I'm, I'm up there to get a hat. And the door was locked and the, lo- and the rooms between doors was open. I feel almost like she kind of set it up that way. So he would feel the same despair, the ache, the pain, the deceit that she was feeling, you know, when she came back from their little excursion where they, where she finds the condom wrapper on the, on the, on the bed or on the uh, couch. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? I feel like she was fucking with him that way. And then he just drove himself insane. And Ethan just like, let himself go with all these feelings. And then, you know, beats the shit out of camera and camera in the ocean and, you know, all that. And like, it just kind of a weird thing too, is like, you kind of realize that Cameron, we really don't know anything about that character. It's just like, He's a womanizer. He did this and that. And he made, you know, uh, skeevy, you know, just you can't trust them. That's just what it is. Okay. The ones who come out on top of this whole situation, Lucia and Mia, I mean, come through ladies. So one of the cute things that I heard uh, was that they were actually best friends. Like they've been best friends for like 10 years and they both helped each other with their audition tapes, you know what I mean? When they sent in their, uh, when they sent in their cold reads and whatnot. And so they helped each other, but they never like mentioned that they were friends and they both got the roles. And then Mike White realizes that they were actually their best friends in real life. So the chemistry just like was popping because he booked two people who were really good friends. Mia gets what she wants. You know, she's not really a prostitute and she really wants to be a singer and, she gets what she wants in the end, you know? And so she gets that Disney ending that, that ending that, you know, um, when you watch a Ryan Murphy movie or television show, Ryan Murphy usually gives this Disney ending to all the characters and just kind of wraps it up. And in this, we kill some people off. Some people are leaving unhappy. And then some people are like leaving on top of the world and Lucia and Mia on top of the world. We also get this coming out story of Valentina, who is the, um, the boss there, you know, the, the, the manager of the hotel and Valentina's, you know, just this upset uptight, you know, kind of, um, plays everything emotionally and, and just completely out there. Rocco, go, go Rocco. Cause she's so in love with the other, uh, Porter there at the hotel. And, um, then Mia unlocks something within her and she sleeps with her. <laughs> and uh 
and like doesn't lead her on isn't is like look you know we'll help you we're gonna take you out we're gonna take you to these places we're gonna take you through that gay underground railroad and yeah i still want to kick it with you i'm having fun but so which is cute you know what i mean so what a great little coming out story for this girl um and then we have the three gentlemen we have um the Dominic, Albie, and their grandfather. And I don't remember the grandfather's name, but, you know, Bert, that's his name, the farter. Um, so we have the three generations of men and that who are all just attached to women, that they completely, they don't know what to do with themselves around women because they are just completely, they have their Achilles cock, as Bert puts it. And um, it's really wonderfully played. Michael Imperioli is just still cute. He was Christopher in in the uh sopranos and like now to this day like he is just you know he's, he's a good looking guy um i just found albie to be insufferable and like you know he was completely in love with this girl and she plays him for fifty thousand dollars and it's it's what it is and then he's like trading notes with porsche at the end you know he was a psycho or whatever <laughs> like and you know and his girl played him so let's trade numbers and they're gonna meet up one day in like la so who knows? Um, but White Lotus 2, beautiful storytelling. The third season, the rumor is going to be that it's going to take place in Asia. They're saying Japan uh, is going to have the ties to this one. And so um, that's where, he's, where he's, he's moving this to. So the first season was all about money. The second season is all about sex. And now he's going to be playing with like family dynamics and whatnot for this third season. So I'm... Um, excited to see what happens uh he is now like released jennifer coolidge from her duties so she's not going to be like this mr magoo character that was going to be like in each season which would have been nice some people have fan theories that they're going to go back and the third season's going to be in the past so then they can bring tanya back you know but i don't know i don't think we need it i think we 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 closed a chapter on her it happened. It sucks that she's gone, but like, let's move on. It's a TV show. It's a capsule show. We, we were lucky that we got her for a second season. So, uh, who knows? Greg is now living off all that money, bitch. So he also is one of the winners. And so, which is just upsetting. Okay. Let's switch gears. Let's go over to Wednesday over on Netflix. You guys Wednesday on Netflix. The first time, okay, so I started the series a couple weeks ago when it first came out, and I watched like the first two episodes, and I was like, I'm in, but I didn't really like, it didn't hook me, it didn't grab me, it didn't like get me by the short and curlies. Who says that, you guys? <laughs> Isn't that just the weirdest and grossest visual? He's got him by the short and curlies. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, but this this series did not get me. It did not hook me at first, and then. I went back and I actually I restarted it from the beginning um, and I was in. I was locked and loaded, you guys. Uh, Jenny Ortega. Jenna Ortega is perfect as Wednesday Adams. She's got a relationship, too, with, like, Netflix because remember she was in You for that one season and she was the one, only girl who, like, got out alive. Um, but she was just perfect as Wednesday. Christina Ricci making her, like, return to the Adams Family franchise in this way i don't want to give away the end because this is one of those series that you know that it, we're binging you know white lotus is something that if you didn't watch it last week you didn't watch it last week but i know a lot of you guys are going to pick up wednesday right now so i'm not going to give away the endings but let's just talk about some of the casting Catherine zeta jones thinks she did great some people are making some comments about her face and whatnot the woman is aging you guys realize that like when she was in chicago that was 
almost 20 years ago, guys. Okay? Like, let's think about that. Okay? So 20 years ago, she was in Chicago. And now she's playing Morticia Adams, and she's doing it beautifully. I don't like Luis Guzman as um, Gomez Adams. I'm sorry. I just... That wig on him just creeps me out, and I don't know. I just feel like we could have had somebody who was just a little bit more appealing, but they made it look like like the cartoons. You know, it did remind me of that, that Saturday morning cartoon of, like, the Adam family they had for, like, a minute. Um, Gwendolyn Christie is in this. She plays the um, headmaster of the school. So what ends up happening is just in the very, very beginning, first episode, Wednesday's little brother is being picked on. She does not take kindly to that. Um, she's also got supernatural powers. So the thing is, is she's very that's a raven. Once he touches something, all of a sudden she sees the future, she sees the past, she sees a situation that might come to be, and then, you know, stumps back into reality of what's going on, and then she can work from those impulses. And so her little brother, Pugsley, you know, he's like put into a locker. She pulls him out, she touches him, and all of a sudden she sees who put him in that, you know, who put him in that locker, which is like the water polo boys. So those water polo boys are now on her hit list. And this little Wednesday Adams takes no prisoners. I love that she's she never plays anything too emotional. She's never upset. She's never in a huff. She just always plays everything so even keel deadpan. So she shows up at this um, at the water polo practice and she throws piranhas, which you've seen inside of all the ads. And, and now she's being expelled from that school. They're removing her from that school and they're putting her into another school. And one of her reactions too was so great is, you know, what if, you know, people know that you, that you got it, that you're in trouble for attempted murder. And she was like, well, that makes me upset because now they know that I failed. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's so perfect. So she goes, to this new school, um, which is very Harry Potter, where she has this new um, roommate there, Enid, who is basically werewolf side of things. And she herself, you know, she's what they call the stoners, you know, who the, the future seers and that kind of thing. Um, it's great. So there's four different houses in the school. Um, the only thing so i really appreciated a lot of the casting choices i liked you know ricky lindholm is in it as like the school psychiatrist um you know you guys know her she's from um another period and she's also from the uh garfunkel and oats you know she's she's part of that that little crew but the person who i felt just did not do anything for me was fred armison as uncle fester and it's just like, okay, we get it. You know what I mean? And like, and I love Fred. I love Portlandia. Love him on SNL. Like, I love his legacy. But it just, in this circumstance, it just was not feeling it. Um, so that's just where it was. I would say, watch Wednesday. It's great. It's fun. It's everything. It's the new new. Okay. Keep on moving. Let's talk about what's going on on the drag side of things. Bum, 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 bum. Okay, guys. So, Drag Race Season 15 is headed back our ways on January 6th, aka Insurrection. Um, 
<laughs> Why is that the first thing we think of now, January 6th? I'm hoping that this maybe makes a difference and like RuPaul is going to take our minds from the January 6th old school and that we're going to now get this new. But let's discuss. Uh, it is moving over to MTV. It's like a starter on the logo. We are moving up, 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 and now we're on MTV. So Paramount really feels a lot about this property. You know what I mean? Um, God, RuPaul is just making money hand over fist. You guys see that she has a new show coming out on like network television. I want to say it's on CBS. She's got a new show called out, uh, coming out called Lingo. It's a, it's a, another game show. It's very much, it's like Wordle for teams. Um, so let's see how that all goes. But here's what's happening. It's season 15. It is coming back January 6th at 8 PM on MTV. There's going to be a two part season premiere again this year. And this year the girls are going to be com uh, competing for $200,000. Dollars. 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 Do I say dollars weird? Dollars, 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 dollars. Okay, keep on going. Okay, so the largest, this is the largest winnings ever season for this franchise. Um, the largest purse, basically. So they're going to actually hit their 200th episode this season. And for the first time in Drag Race history, there's actually a set of twins. Sugar and Spice. Cool, right? Okay, so... Um, I was looking at this variety article, and so there are uh, they kind of went through the after show. They will have an untucked again this year. Um, Fourteen winner Willow Pill will introduce the season fifteen cast in the Meet the Queen special on YouTube. And this year, the queens are Amethyst from Connecticut, um, call herself a pop princess. Um, I don't really know her. There's Anetra. I'm going to learn her. She's from Las Vegas. Um, she's a serious Taekwondo skills and her Instagram features videos of her throwing her body across the stage to Lady Gaga. That's something. There's Aura Maria. Um, one of the biggest TikTok videos for the Nashville queen is a makeup transformation set to Beyonce. These, these things that they say about these people, Irene Dubois is a Seattle queen, uh, extreme makeup comp uh, transformations. And she is Bosco's drag sister. We have Jax. They're calling her another stunt queen. Um, she's a competitive cheerleader. So she's got doing flips over on TikTok. She started in Connecticut, but now calls Queens, New York, her home. So she's a New York queen. So there's Lucy Lu Laduca. Lucy Laduca. She's another Connecticut. Connecticut is turning out Queens this year. What is happening? So we're hitting that. We're hitting that side of the United States. This is smart. Okay. Of like MTV, of World of Wonder and everything else, because like they got all the other states unlocked. So let's go after Connecticut this year. Um, Lux Noir London. She's the youngest contestant this year. She's from East Orange, New Jersey. And then we have Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Uh, inexplicably, Malaysia is the first queen from Miami to appear on Drag Race. Ooh, and I was just saying I want to go to Palace and like, I bet you she probably performs there. Who knows? She's a professional makeup artist, but she's from Miami. We have Marsha, 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 who's a New York City queen. Um, who performed in Kinky Boots off-Broadway, and I guess she went TikTok for her performing a jump split on the show's last day. Okay, somebody had their camera out. Mm, that's illegal. Okay, Miss Mistress Isabel Brooks. She's the only Texas queen this season from Houston. She is the epitome of classic Southern drag, Ooh, which means we're going to get some, like, smelly balls and pantyhose because that's how that Southern runs because it gets hot down there. Um Big hair and big other things. What's what they're saying here in this article. Princess Poppery. 
who's a true viral hit on TikTok. She's from San Francisco, and she brings eccentric edge and beauty to the competition. We have Robin Fierce, another Connecticut queen. What the hell is happening this year? Connecticut is in the house. Uh, that's something for this. And then we have, uh, she sings live vocals too. So Robin Fierce. So I'm waiting to hear what she's going to sound like. Selena Estetis. Okay, we love us some Selena. She's Los Angeles, downtown. Um, she's she's wonderful. She's got one of the best drag shows in the city. The Eloteria. Um, Sasha Colby is there this year. She's the drag mother of Carrie Colby. Um, who was on season 14. Sasha was born in Hawaii. She's based out of LA. She's been working. She's been a working drag queen for 20 years, including her 2012 win in the Miss Continental pageant. You guys, Sasha Colby is one to watch. I don't know what I'm allowed to say because I've heard lots of little rumors because of the girls that I run with sometimes. And so, but I will say this, um, she is your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen. That's, I mean, when she says that about herself and she's also like, okay, well, why do I want to be the next drag superstar? Well, because I am the drag superstar. Just give me the crown. I mean, it really is. She is that bitch. Okay. You guys, Sasha Colby is everything. She's actually, we've had her in a couple of our shows. Um, she's fantastic. And then the twins, we have spice and sugar. They have over 7.4 million followers on TikTok. That is freaking huge. Okay. This is the reason why these channels go after these girls. 7.4 million people that are attached to their TikTok. So that's, that's, this is like advertising gone wild. This is such a good move for them over there. So they're both based out of LA. Um, we have the, the two, their aesthetic. Spice is a little bit darker. Sugar is a little bit sweeter. You know, she's she's the, and Sugar says I'm the prettier one. Um, it's cute. Okay, so those are our new girls this year for season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's coming to you guys on January 6th. Again, Insurrection Day. <laughs> I say that like it's supported. Why do you not support the Insurrection? Just do not do not get that twisted. Um, another thing I've been watching you guys lately has been Canada's Drag Race. I'm watching Canada versus the world. I like it. Um, it's fun. What it's showing us again one more time that Raja O'Hara is a star. And especially on this platform when there's she's really she's just shining here. And you know another one who I have grown to love in my old age? You guys I like Silky. I like Silky Nutmeg Ganache. I feel like she's a real bitch. Like she, she, she acted up, you know, the very first season when she was on Drag Race and she just really just, you know, was off the rails. And then she thinks she figured it out. And then by the time that she did that, you know, when she became the lip sync assassin of all stars, um, it's just, there's just something there that I can latch onto and that I am completely like, I'm into it. I'm into watching her. I find her silly. I think that she can be a potentially a top three. I would say right now, um, my top three at this point are going to be Raja. Uh, Raja O'Hara is going to be on my top three. I would say, hmm. Okay, well, we all know that Vanity Milan, I don't know. I don't feel Victoria Scone. Okay. We're going to go Victoria Scone, who is the female. She's the AFAB queen, which is fabulous. Um, 
So I would say that right now, Victoria Scone, I would say Raja O'Hara. And I would maybe say, I think it'll be either Rita or Silky who hits that top three. You know what I mean? So like my top three right now are Raja, Victoria, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to say Silky. I'm going to say Silky. That's where we're going to sit. Okay. That's what it is. That's how I feel. Do not yell at me. Do not get crazy with me. These are my thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Victoria Scone, though, I think that she really has the potential to take this whole entire thing home. Uh, so funny. So with it. So she's good people. I just feel like, I just I don't know. I get good vibes from her. And she's from the UK. And I did not watch her season in the UK. But whatever. That's what it is. Okay. Let's flip gears a little bit. Because as much as we love our Drag Race girls... Let's talk about the Boulay Brothers Dragula Titans. Is it good? It's good. You guys ever watch Friends when 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 Rachel makes the trifle for Thanksgiving? It was, you should have watched it last week because there's not that much to watch when Thanksgiving is around. But it's the one and they all practice. Okay, what are we going to do when... And she says, and Joey says, okay, so you're going to rub your belly? Say, mmm, say, it's good. Well, that's how I feel about Drag Race, or um, Drag Race, Jesus Christ. No, about Dragula Titans. It's good. What are the fucking rules? There are no rules to this game. It's just whoever the Boulay brothers feel like they want to keep each week. There really is no rhyme or reason. You know, like, it drag up subjective, and, and for that, you know, I mean, like, they, they, they do this whole spiel about, you know, that they're not criticizing your drag. They're criticizing your drag as it as it is effective in this, con, in this contest, blah, 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 blah. But then, like, you know, we're going to keep these two queens because we really, really like them. So they did that this, this like, last week. They did that with, because um, they had Hoso and also Eva Destruction, who both are just fierce, competitive people who they wanted to see more out of, who are both up for the final thing. When they really, you know, that they kind of felt like they really wanted to get rid of that one who looks like a lizard. And I can't remember her name right now. Um, Astrid. Uh, Astrid Aurelia, that one. She looks like a lizard without the mask on. Um, she, like, you could tell that they were just like, she's a throwaway queen, and then she was still up there at the end, and, like, these other two queens who they felt wanted to be more superstar, like, they kept them on a little bit longer. So it was just like, you can see the nepotism showing. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, ladies, your nepotism is showing. Um, but that's really what's happening right now. And so it's just kind of feeling very much set up you know what i'm saying so uh, that's the thing with this show and so i am enjoying it because i do like watching them i like watching their tips about this is how i'm putting this costume together i'm cutting these little shape these these little pieces of leather into this kind of a shape and popping them up i mean i love all of that i love all that behind the scenes and it's one of those things that we don't get to see in drag race because they come with so much stuff already pre-made for them whereas the drag Eula titans they're making their shit. There is a level of artistry that is done on the Boulay Brothers show that you do not see on Drag Race. So I would say that if you like art, if you like costumes, if you like craftiness, if you like horror, this is the show for you. Like, completely watch it. But do know that it's not as polished as Drag Race is. It's not going to give you all the ooh-ah-ah sensation, so to speak. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but it does. It's a good show. Um 
they you can tell you can tell there's a, there's a budget you know what I mean and that that sort of a thing but the girls right now um, I would say that the tops over here I think Coco Kane is the one to watch I think she's the one who they're gonna let win this um, just because there really is no method to their madness Hoso Teratoma is right now gonna be in the top so this week as of this week Hoso Teratoma is at the top we have Kobo, Coco Kane at the top. And we have uh, Victoria Elizabeth Black. So those are our like top three right now of the season. So they've now let everybody else go back to the fiery pits of hell. Um, so out of those three girls, I feel like if Coco can get her shit together and make sure that she doesn't look like she put it together last minute, she's going to be the one to watch, the one to win. Even though I do feel like Victoria really earns it. And Victoria also brings us back to the Boulay brothers glamour echelon of polished drag where, you know, I love Dali. Like I love me some Dali and I don't know if they go by their uh, former name. So I don't want to dead name them. Um, one of my favorite people in the entire world. I was in their music video in the past. And so, um, but Dali's aesthetic is not, high glam it is not there's not there's not that the thing that boulet brothers bring you know what i mean that that pressed very everything is in the exact same spot that needs to be where dolly she's very everything is precise you know what i mean like that makeup that line is exactly where it needs to be this freckle is going to be where it is but there's a grunginess there is a dead there is a little bit more horror in that and so and i feel like victoria brings the high end that 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 high end glamour that we haven't seen one of their winners in a minute so that's who i think but i feel like i would like to see coco win it just because i feel like coco is just she's coco y'all she's cool like like if you were gonna kick it with any of these bitches it's coco first um i do find eva destruction i do find him attractive that's a that's a cute boy um he looks a little bit like heartthrob rob you know like social media wise, Rob Anderson, who is right now doing a comedy tour and killing it and selling out venues. And I really want to know what kind of comedy is he doing? Is it showing videos? Like, what is that situation? Okay, back. I know I just got distracted by hot boys, you guys. This is what happens when I talk about hot, hairy boys. Except for even Rob Anderson right now is like shaving his chest and it's very, very depressing to me. But that's just a whole nother situation. But Eva Destruction keeps the chest furry and it is cute. There is something cute about that boy. Yes, I would do it. Um,. <laughs> this just got messy and these are the kind of bitches too who will fight you or who will try to fuck you like that's the, the thing about the dragula, dragula titan people you know um hoso teratoma is just a freak and the artistry is out of this world and crazy but um the brand i mean her brand is her brand and i just don't know if it brings the Where's the glamour? You know what I mean? I said this last week about the Christmas story Christmas, and I'm saying this about this again. Where is the glamour in your looks? Like, I want to see a glamour look from Hoso. Um, so, anyways, so that's that. The, that's Dragula Titans. It, it's right now. If you guys want to go ahead and get Shudder, um, get it for the month, and then just discontinue it because it is just about to be over, so you don't have to even hold it for that long because I have it. And it's one of those ones that I need to let go of as soon as the season's over. Because I am going to get Paramount Plus again because there's some shows on there that I do want to watch. But I feel like I am 
completely crazy and overboard with the streaming services, especially since I have cable as well. Because I'm paying like probably like $500 a month for TV and this is not funny and this is probably the biggest addiction of my life. Is it like heroin? No, because I will keep my teeth. But it's just what it is. Uh, <laughs> okay, I've been talking to you guys for 45 minutes straight. So, And this has just been me alone with my thoughts. So we were doing pretty well here. Okay, one last situation. Let's talk about the Santa Clauses. This is over on Disney+. Plus. It's a cute series. Um, they're right now saying there's going to be a second season coming, but I'm wondering if they're going to drop the second season this year or if we're going to have to wait all the way until next year because the way that this season ends or where it's like ending right now, it's already kind of like where, where are they going to go with the story? It's already been renewed, so we're not going to get a, a full cap on the season i did think that it was already done i thought that they had i thought disney plus had already dropped all the episodes and as of this week and i'm saying that this is like december 15th 16th um there's a new episode out this week so that might be the last one in the series for this season but anyways i just told you guys a lot about the release dates like i know fucking shit like i'm like i'm the uh tv guide here but the santa clauses this is a continuation of the old Tim Allen movies from like 25 years ago, 28 years ago, actually. 30 years. Oh my fucking. 30 years, you guys. It's been almost 30 years since the first one came out. So you guys know there's been three other Santa Claus, Santa Claus 2, Santa Claus 3, that situation, you know, Martin Short joined them and he was, you know, Jack Frost and all that. So it's been it's been a cute um, franchise that Disney has had. Tim Allen, you guys, Tim Allen old school was kind of hot. Like Tim Allen could have gotten it. Now, not so much. He is more attractive as Santa Claus than he is as Scott, who he eventually comes back into being. So you guys remember the old Santa Claus is that Santa or Scott was a business executive. Santa falls off his roof. He gets the suit jacket, puts it on. He becomes Santa. So, oh, this just. I just ruined the whole series for myself just explaining that. So spoiler, no spoiler, whatever. We're going to keep on talking about it. Um, I just had an actual revelation as we were, as I'm talking to you guys, as we are talking, as we are discussing this, something just popped into my head. So the whole original Santa, you know, he puts on the Santa jacket, he becomes Santa Claus, starts getting fatter, starts getting the jolly, you know, skin gets the way that it gets and he gets the beard and all that sort of thing. And everything starts falling into place. He becomes Santa Claus. Now it's 28 years later. All these things have happened. He he has Mrs. Claus, who he married. You know, remember the teacher, Carol? Um, he married her in the third up, third one. They have kids now. They have two two children, a boy and a girl, who both are kind of showing that they have a little bit of something special about them, you know, that there's some special powers happening. And they're kids that are raised in the North Pole, so they're raised around magic, so something's bound to happen. This is a really cute series, guys, and I know I'm talking about it like it's a real like mystery or something like that, but it's a really cute series. I'm just telling you guys, give it a try. This is like one of those holiday fairs that it's like put it on. They're like 30-minute episodes, 25-minute episodes, and you are through, you are good, you are happy, and it makes you just feel like lifted. So that's what this is. So anyways, um, Santa now has his family, and the thing is, is, and Mrs. Claus is feeling like she doesn't have anywhere to go. His kids haven't been socialized you know, and then him himself, it's just the magic is not happening. Christmas magic is not where it should be at the levels where it was. So it's harder to be Santa. And then also he's just kind of aging out of it. 
And so they're not sure what to do with all of this. And so they're looking for now a Santa replacement. There is a Santa Claus. Um, ding. You know what I mean? Um, that his head elf shows him that he can retire. He can leave. He can leave being Santa Claus and they have to find a successor. So they find a successor and that character ends up being Cal Penn, you know, who we, who we love, who is cute, who is, mm, um, anyways, <laughs> that just got awkward and nobody's even here, but if you guys know what I know, um, anyways, so Cal Penn, he is there. He is similar situation, you know, that Tim Allen's character was in the very beginning where he's a single father with his daughter. He's lost his wife and, uh, she's, she's passed. And now him and his daughter, you know, they, they believe in there's a Santa Claus, but he's also very business oriented, business driven, and very much a Jeff Bezos type that wants to just kind of get, use little drones and be Amazon. Um, so they bring him and when they bring him so now at this point it's just all the magic and the hijinks that all ensue it's cute watch it it's the santa claus that's over on disney plus okay so let's um before i leave you guys for the day these are all the kind of things that i've been like telling you guys to watch i did tell you guys last week to watch gossip girl you guys i'm fucking loving it and i think it's because it's in new york city that i used to like love watching and like sex in the city and like the original gossip girl. And it's just like that high end New York that just makes you feel something special during the holiday season. So, um, gossip girl, I am into it. Julian is finally coming back into her own and being, I want her to be a bitch. I mean, I want her to be a boss. She's going to boss up and I'm ready for it. Other than that, if you guys watched The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this past week, uh, Nelson and myself, you can see the back of my head mostly, but Nelson was on uh, the episode. They were shooting here in San Diego, and this was, I told talked about this a couple episodes but in the past, but um, we got to watch them shoot some scenes over at Barrel and Board, and so those scenes are finally now on television. So all the scenes where they're dressed up like Marilyn Monroe with all the different blonde wigs, that is... Um, the day that I actually got to watch them shoot and met them. And they are really cool and nice. Lisa Barlow is the, Lisa Barlow is a star, you guys. I mean, like, let's just, just come through with it. Lisa Barlow is the star of the show. Um, Jen Shaw, she's just about on her way out. But when we did meet her that day, she was a star as well. But the thing is, is now we're just going to like, we got to let go of Jen Shaw. Like, we know that Bravo has severed ties with her because she's now said that she's, she's claimed that she is guilty. So, um, she pled guilty, claimed. I watch enough Law and Order that I should have all this like legal mumbo jumbo. Um, but anyways, um, Jen Shaw is is on her way out. Whitney and and Heather, that whole storyline right now is just it's kind of getting on my nerves. I want these two to just kind of get back together, their family. Like I don't want this to be like Jersey and to be completely like torn apart and like be a cousin Kathy situation. And then we never see her again. So, cause I feel like if they did have to make a decision between the two girls, we're going to keep Heather and we're going to let go of Whitney. Um, the new girls are bringing it. Some people don't really like them. I like the whole Angie K coming in hot, even though she did throw that party just to get on the show. 
You know that she did that, y'all. That she threw a party for Jen Shaw's husband, for Coach Shaw, and she only did that party so she can get her ass on the show. She wanted to be holding a snowflake. And next year, she probably is going to be doing one because she, her shoes have been thrown off a yacht. She got a drink poured on her head, and she paid $15,000 for a shitty party. So uh, she did overpay. Um, well, you guys that's it this is it we've been here for about an hour this week i really appreciate you guys tuning in each time that you guys do we have hit a no threshold when it comes to listenership and i completely cannot believe that you guys really tune in and you guys listen and you guys enjoy please do give a little review please tell some friends please follow me please share stories do all that sort of a thing Uh, this is a free thing that i get to do and it's an extracurricular and i really appreciate you guys indulging me with your time uh so other than that happy holidays you guys have a really amazing christmas we'll probably be back next week but uh if we are not i'll post an old one give a listen to an old episode but know that we appreciate you and good night from the lower level good night from the lower level